Hey y'all, The Fallen Podcast is an Augusta University and Georgia Cyber Center production. Thanks for tuning in. Things are about to get wild. Hey Jag Nation, the Jag mobile app is finally here. This is your one-stop shop for everything at Augusta University. Stay up to date with what's happening in the city and on our campus with our news feature and calendar. Having trouble finding a location? Our campus maps got you covered. All of this and more is provided to you, offering connection and convenience in one centralized location. With more features being added, this is an app you'll definitely need. Download JAG Mobile by AU in the App Store today. Augusta University presents In the Wild, the podcast for all things Augusta University. With this week's Quick JAG, here's your host, Rayshawn Ricks. What's up, y'all, and welcome to In the Wild. We got another amazing episode for y'all. But joining me to just get into all of the good things happening on campus is our amazing co-host, Mia Clark. What's up? I'm doing well. Hanging in there. It's been a busy semester. Yeah. How are you? I'm hanging in there, too. Just a few more uh, weeks until, you know, semester ends, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm ready for it. Yeah. How was your spring break? It was good. Um, I was able to work from home, try to avoid the master's traffic because, you know, that's just no fun. Um, yeah, but- speaking of the traffic, um, I know a lot of people say avoid Washington Road, but um, I went on Washington Road a couple of times and I didn't really run into any traffic, maybe because like the traffic is really bad in the morning time. Yeah, traffic, I guess, just during those peak times, like, Folks getting to work in the morning, mm. like, and people getting to the tournament in the morning. Yeah. And then folks leaving homes, so like, at 5 p.m. Okay. Russia, like, okay, that makes sense. Horrible. But, the reason why I said that is because um, on spring break, I did a little photo shoot. Okay. And so <laughs> I went out around, like, 5, and I was on Washington Road, but I didn't really, it wasn't really a lot of traffic. So I was like, okay, well, I guess lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> what day was, uh, was that? Do you remember? Oh, uh, let me see. It was, was it, ooh, Saturday? Was it Saturday? I forgot. I got to look at my Instagram to see when I posted <laughs> it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it wasn't a because it was around, I know it was like around five, six, because I was trying to catch Golden Hour. Yep. So, um, I, I was on Washington Road, but there were, wasn't really any traffic, so I was happy about that, because I was scared I was going to miss Golden Hour because of the traffic, yeah. so I was rushing, but it wasn't really a, a lot of traffic. I really enjoyed um, being able to work from home because I don't work from home for an extended period of time for too long. Like you, like I might do a day or two here and there, but you know, not for like a week. Mm-hmm. I don't like to work from home really? too long because and it's, this is why I love working from home in general, like mm-hmm. in theory, like I like working from home, but my apartment complex is just always drama. It's all, oh. it's always giving something. Okay, I got that. Like, I just always experience something, something (laughs) crazy. Like, if I say like I'm gonna work from home this week, I always got some something crazy. So just hearing uh, my neighbors above me, like they were going in on each other. Oh my god! Like it was it was drama, and I think there's an oops baby involved. So (laughs) yeah, I'm I'm not gonna spare. I'm not. I'm gonna spare y'all all the all the details. But um, but yeah, that was crazy. Like I'm. About to take a shower, <laughs> and you're just starting to hear all this screaming, and you're like, "Oh, just going at each other, just yeah. spilling all the tea." No, like, really, 
See that entertainment I was, for free. <laughs> like this was like reality show worthy, and I watched a lot of a lot of uh, reality TV to mm-hmm. let you know. And then um, I went, <laughs> I went to the movies um, to go see the Batman, and mm-hmm. I can't even just for the sake of the show, I can't even get into what I uh, what I experienced oh, outside Lord. of. <laughs> The actual movie, and I have I have to tell you about it after we after okay, we get yeah, off the air definitely. because that was it. It was crazy. Like uh, just a lot of uh, interesting things happened when I work from home, and sometimes <laughs> I'm not mentally prepared. Um, but I was recovering from my Vancouver trip. That was great. That was fun. Mm. Uh, Vancouver was a beautiful city. Would love to go back. It's super expensive, but all the people like were just nice and just made us like when you told them like, yeah, I'm from Georgia. I'm an American. Like they, I feel like they went an extra step to make us kind of. That's nice. Feel like at home. I have a, a random question because like, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with accents. So like every time I like go to another state or like another <laughs> region, I'm always trying to like listen really like extra hard to see if I could like hear an accent or see like, or and I even wonder like, do I sound different to people when I go yeah. like up north and stuff? So I have to ask like, do the people in Vancouver sound different than how we talk? They did. Um, so first Vancouver... Vancouver was very multicultural. So there were mm-hmm. a lot of different uh, languages being spoken, accents had. So French is big for them, oh. uh, but they have a very strong Asian population of people. So uh, a lot of different languages, first of all. So yeah, there are a lot of accents just walking down the street like you would hear. Um, but I want to say for Canada, yeah, just just like they're twang, the way they pronounce words. Mm. I know they thought I was a country bumpkin <laughs> from the moment. I stepped off, uh, got my bag, and was stepping off the plane because I was like, thanks, y'all have a great day. Y'all and have could, a great day. <laughs> exactly. And you could see, like, from their mask, like, they... Like, what? Like, y'all. Come again? <laughs> so, you know, because that's just normal for us, but... Mm-hmm. And I don't think I have a country accent, but... Right. That's what I was saying, too, like... Uh, now, now that I'm listening to how I'm speaking, I'm like, dang, I can see how somebody thinks, like... I have a very thick Southern accent, but like, I guess because we lived in the South for a very long time, we, we know what like a deep Southern accent sounds like. And I don't think, and you don't think that, you know, we have a thick Southern accent. I didn't, I should have asked uh, some of the new friends that I made, like, do I have an accent? Uh, (laughs) Because a lot of them, just like talking to them normally, you probably wouldn't guess like, oh, they're from Canada, Mm -hmm. but for certain words that or certain you know phrases, phrases that they may say yeah. um but the food was really great oh, like the yeah. food was Tell amazing food. um literally just everything that i had like we went to brunch twice twice um, two different places but and i guess vancouver is just that big of a city where we had to, we quickly learned that we had to make reservations to every place we wanted to go cuz we just oh. thought like yeah we're just going to you know pop in so this place that we wanted to go to was booked for like three days. Three days? So yeah, we literally decided like, okay, since we'll still be here, we'll go ahead and make a reservation for the for uh their next uh availability. But it was just it was just good. And when I go on vacation, I always feel conflicted because whenever I see something familiar on the menu, mm-hmm. I I feel tempted to try it just to mm-hmm. compare it to how we would make it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how they say Southern fried chicken taste in Vancouver, but I know how oh, fried yeah. chicken tastes because of my mom. Like, mm-hmm. I always feel tempted, but I did try some some new things. Canadian bacon is really great. 
Oh wow! Um, I got I got to show all the pictures, but the best thing that I had we it was this uh, brunch spot called Cafe uh, Medina, and I had waffles. But instead of going with Canadian maple syrup, which is what I thought I would I wanted, mm-hmm. the server convinced me to try passion fruit sauce. Ooh! And it was amazing. Like it was. It's giving bougie. It, it's giving rich energy. Yes, like I never, rich luxury vibes. I like. And our that. hotel was like right in the middle of the city where all of the fancy label stores. So it's oh. like Prada, Hermes, Gucci, like and the actual stores, not little booths or kiosks in a mall <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. Like chain retail stores. Yeah, like it was like exclusive stores. Yeah, standalone you, stores. That yeah. Were, I was like, oh. You got to take me next time. I will. I'm have to convince them to like, can y'all add on an extra person? I'm going to just carry Rayshawn's luggage to the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was definitely fun. It was one of the best trips that I want to say I've been on, especially in a very long time because we haven't, you know, we traveled like that for, yeah. for COVID and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But... Shifting gears into my favorite segment of the show is Wild Topics. So, Ania, why don't you start us off with our first one? So, um, former Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice um, visited the Hub during Master's Week. Um, And so, she spoke at the grand opening for the Hub Community for Innovation. Um, So, it's... Like we talked about in a previous episode, it's a one-stop shop for all your needs. So in this building, the hub, um, it will house um, several different community resources. So one of them is going to be Augusta Locally Grown, which is dedicated to growing the local um, food community and promoting public health. We also have Augusta University's Literacy Center in the hub. Awesome, awesome. And this, the Literacy Center is going to be providing free tutoring services for children and adults in the community. We always we also have Harrisburg Family Health Care, um, which will be providing free medical care to more than 3,000 uninsured and underinsured Augusta area residents annually. And then also last but certainly not least, we ha- certainly, I'm sorry, last but certainly not least, can't talk today. We have Rise Augusta, which effectively links community resources, um, literacy remediation, mentoring, and basic need services um, to struggling children and their families. I really wish uh, I knew that Miss Condoleezza Rice was going to be in the building Mm -hmm. because I would have drove over to uh, (laughs) the hub. I don't know if it had to be like an invite type of thing, but I would have went to the grand open if I knew she was going to be there. I don't think it was like a special invite because I actually got the notification from the JAG app about um, the grand opening. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't say Condoleezza Rice was going to be there um, because if they did, I sure would have gotten out my bed, gotten dressed, <laughs> put on the best slacks and the best blouse and went down there because like, I mean, you don't get to meet Condoleezza Rice every day. So that yep. would have been a nice opportunity. But I think the reason why I didn't go is because I think it was like one of those cloudy days during spring break. Mm, And I was like, it's morning time, too. So I think I'm going to pass on this. But yeah, I didn't feel like getting dressed at all uh, Mm -hmm. that week at oil. Yeah. But something really exciting happening this week for those who have been living under a rock is AU's third annual giving day, Augusta Gives. It is. This week, Wednesday, April 20th, which Mm -hmm. if you don't know about Giving Day, it is a very special day that provides you 
and your friends the opportunity to support our number one priority, which is our students and our patients, and allowing them to be cared for by the very best at our institution. So there's so many different ways you can give, but one of the easiest spots to give is the Greater University Fund, and that goes to where it's this big pot where it goes to a uh, the university's greatest needs, mm-hmm. and you can support all different uh, parts of campus. So colleges, student life, athletics, like anyway. But if you aren't sure, the Greater University Fund is that one place where you can just like. Yeah, I did. Like I did. I did my part, yeah. um, which mm-hmm. is really important and special for for our university. Yeah, um, I'll talk to everyone, like my family members and my friends. Like I always say, like y'all. Whenever I get a chance to give to Augusta, like, I'm going to give because Augusta University has been so good to me. Like, I feel like I'm getting the best education. I'm not just saying that. Like, I know it sounds so cliche, but, like, no, like, I've honestly enjoyed my college life. Like, this has been fun. I've got to meet new people. I've got to network. And, you know, I just kind of look around at other colleges, like, back from where I'm from, like, um, the college doesn't really have as many resources and as many, like, student activities that we have here, like, at Augusta, pretty much you have something going on like almost every day, yeah. if not every week, always free T-shirts and food. Like Augusta just really makes you feel appreciated. And it's just a, a, a fun and nice place to be. Like I'm going to definitely be able to tell my kids, like, y'all, I enjoy my college life. It was fun. Y'all going to enjoy y'all's too. I probably might push them to go to Augusta University. <laughs> but um, we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> Yeah, and kind of going off what you said uh, with Augusta Gives, you can find different uh, funds to help fund scholarships mm-hmm. and other uh, opportunities to make the college experience more equitable for students in need. So mm-hmm. a lot of opp- opportunities and ways to give. So yeah, shout, so shout out to everyone making that happen because, uh, I don't know, Giving Day is very important. It is, and we need your support to keep it, keep Augusta Hashtag like no other. So Hashtag like no other. <laughs> and speaking of like no other, our men's basketball team is like no other because they had a very, very historic season. They made it all the way to the Division II National Championship, uh, which for us hasn't happened in a very long time, in over a decade. And I think with fans being back in the stadiums and the arenas, like maybe that – Maybe that helped. And stay tuned because when we come back, we have two very special guests to kind of help us relive those moments in the season. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Congratulations, class of 2022. We can't wait to celebrate you at commencement this semester. The graduate hooding and commencement ceremony will be held at 6 p.m. Thursday, May 12th at the Bell Auditorium, located at 712 Telfair Street in downtown Augusta. Undergraduate commencement will be split into two ceremonies on Friday, May 13th at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. We'll celebrate graduates from the College of Education, College of Science and Mathematics, Hamplin College of Arts, Humanities and Social Sciences, and the School of Computer and Cyber Sciences during the 10 a.m. ceremony. We'll celebrate graduates from the College of Allied Health Sciences, College of Nursing, and the whole College of Business during the 2 p.m. ceremony. 
Both undergraduate commencement ceremonies will be held at the Augusta Marriott at the Convention Center, located at 210th Street in downtown Augusta. If you have any questions about commencement, shoot an email to graduation at augusta.edu. This message was brought to you by the Office of the Registrar. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to In the Wild. And joining me for a very special episode is our head coach for the men's basketball team, Coach Dip Mitris, and number five on the basketball team, Miguel Arnold. What's up, guys? How's it going? Uh, we're doing pretty well, man. How about you? I'm great, and I'm really excited to have y'all here to kind of recap our historic season. The- yeah, appreciate you having us. Last time it stormed us out there. We were supposed to do it last week and got a little rain, but happy we can make it. Yeah, I'm happy y'all are able to, to come back. But again, just diving right in, uh, this was a historic season for the Jaguars. And my first thought I wanted to ask is, have y'all had time to take it all in and celebrate? Like, how did you celebrate making it to the finals? Well, uh, you know, uh, we did lose the finals, so... We haven't really set up brass much, but we are happy. Um, the welcome was crazy. Everybody was here. Um, it was a great season. Um, the fans made it super fun. So that's something we are proud of and happy about. So we just keep looking forward to keep getting better and do the same thing next season and probably win the whole thing. Absolutely. So no parties, no nothing. When coming to celebrating? Uh, no? Just call my family, man, and just <laughs> talk to them and... That was my celebration. Just took spring break and relaxed, and that was about it. Yeah, it was, I guess, like good timing to yeah. kind of have the finals and have spring break. What about you, Coach? Yeah, it was a whirlwind couple weeks. Really, ironically, we played the Peach Ball Tournament here and then the regional tournament. So we were home for a long time, and then we were able to go up to Indiana. When you go up to Indiana, the first game was on Tuesday. I said, we're either coming on Wednesday, Friday, or Sunday. Because uh, the way the tournament landed. So when we won the first game, I said, we're not coming home to Wednesday. Then we won the second <laughs> game. I said, we're not going home until, you know, Friday, Thursday or Sunday. So uh, it was a unique time. I was really happy for our players. And uh, it was a great it was a great cap off of a great, uh, really, really exciting season. How did you celebrate? Oh, I didn't really celebrate because you're going to the next game, you know. So, <laughs> uh, you know, obviously the game that Miguel hit the, the, the shot to win the game to put us in the lead eight. There was a lot of excitement. Not many people slept that night, not because yeah. we were out partying, but just it'd be interesting to see what time he went to bed. I know I didn't go to bed because <laughs> I was excited being part of the game, and he was the one that made the shot. So, uh, you know, the number of phone calls and texts, and you know, the difference between now and the other ones we had is social media. You know, things got out there. The shot he made. I don't know what term it went viral, I guess. Yeah. And obviously from him being from Puerto Rico, so it went all over the all over the uh this part of the country. So now it was amazing to 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 win the region at home and then get the lead eight and play the final game of the year is an incredible feeling. Absolutely. Wow. Uh what would you say was the toughest game to coach this season? Oh, uh that's a good question. You know, every game is tough. You know, when you get to postseason play, uh when we won the regular season title and had the Peach Belt Tournament here, I felt good about having the tournament here. And you always want to win the regular season title we did. We won the conference tournament, which was a great feeling. We got into the NCAA tournament, and the first game is always the hardest, and we were able to beat Belmont Abbey and then beat a good Pembroke team. And then these guys lost that game on Tuesday, whatever, two or three years ago. I can't remember with the pandemic. So getting to that game on Tuesday was important. 
and how it finished when they scored to go up. Uh, it was the first time they had taken the lead in a while. So that, that was probably the toughest game because without that one, we don't get to go to lead eight. Yeah. Um, Coach, what did you do differently um, this season to prepare the team to – um, advance so far this season. Get Miguel and Troy back. Uh, they were they were out with COVID. Okay, so those two were ruled out for the year with COVID issues, and they're two of our better players. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, so I kept thinking we've got two guys over here that are going to be double figure scorers for us. And Tyson had a huge development as a player. The other guys we knew were going to be good because they've been with us. And then we added a couple pieces with uh, Jacquez Kirby and David Vitti, which really helped our depth. And, uh, you know, an injury toward the end of the year, Timmy Sellers got hurt before the conference championship. That hurt us eventually because he plays a lot for us. But I knew we had a chance to be pretty good. And uh, when we started winning, it felt really good to turn around. So, Miguel, what was the locker room and bus rides like as we were on our winning streak? Uh, it was it was crazy, man. Everybody was happy. Uh, <laughs> it was it was just a lot of fun, you know. Um, when when you win, everything's fun. I've been seasons here before we lost, like last year, and it was not fun. So it was great that we got this back and we went on a winning streak, and it was just a great feeling. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you a weird one because he knows this. It was I think it's against state rules. After we won the conference tournament, I think is what it was. I can't really all run together. I'm in my office doing interviews, and I kept smelling something. I I'm didn't like, want to say about yeah. Say it. I'm like, what the heck am I smelling? Well, one of our guys had bought cigars. Oh wow! Which, okay, I guess it's against state rules, but they were in there smoking cigars. I've never had a team do that. Had a lot of team wins championships. I couldn't really get mad because uh, we won. But that was a weird thing. Did you guys know the cigars were coming? Yeah, yeah, we planned, okay. we planned that a year ahead. We knew yeah, that. Year ahead? For, yeah, a year ahead. We already knew that. So we went wow. all out. We got the, the cigars right. Yeah, and we just have fun, man. Yeah, I can <laughs> smell it because the next day, I'm in my office. And the volleyball girls are walking by, and they're like, man, I smell like a cigar smoke. Oh, well, that nice. game was on a Tuesday at whatever, 7 o'clock. So the next morning, Wednesday morning at 7.30, you could still smell the cigar smell. <laughs> you know, you know, I know it's a violation of rules, but it was worth it. I didn't get to smoke a cigar. They didn't let me join that. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. That's against the rules. So, Miguel, I have to understand it because, to me, I don't see how I could – cope but I have to ask so during a game when it's like really close and score really intense like how do you keep calm and how do you co concentrate during the game uh, honestly uh this is what I basically just tell everybody uh I spend a lot of time in the gym uh practice are like that the whole time it's it's very hard practices it's we're always under pressure because dip you know so it's <laughs> when it comes to the game I know because this is gonna let us play and I've been in the i I go to the gym all the time, so it was. I just trust what I do, and that's that's about it, honestly. So, with going in the gym outside of like mandatory practices, how often do you go to the gym on your own? Well, uh, <laughs> to the point where, because Dip told me that I can't be there all the time. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, there. I, 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 he did tell me I was overdoing it, so I calmed down a little bit. But I'm, I be in there as much as I can. So, outside of the gym. Um, how has it been for you living in Augusta since I know you're new to Georgia, especially the city? So what do you do uh, for fun? It's great uh, for fun. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, more, I'm more of a video game guy. Okay. I'm just, I enjoy myself just laying on my bed and not doing <laughs> nothing. That's having fun for me. But no, um, Augusta has been great. Um, 
I've learned a lot of English since I got here because okay. there's not as many Hispanic people. So that's something I do appreciate about the, the city and stuff. But yeah, Augusta is great. Uh, great atmosphere. Uh, great fans. Uh, it's been great for me, honestly. Yeah. That's nice. Um, so um, when you guys are playing games, or let's just say like you guys lose a game or you just feel like the overall morale of the team is down, how do you guys motivate each other as a team? We know, uh, usually when we lose a game, we know what we did wrong. So we just, even if we win or we lose, we on to the next one uh, and we know what we need to do because they always take the time with assistant coach, uh, coach Zach, and they tell us what we did wrong. So we go into the next day and we fix whatever we did wrong and we just get it done because I remember Lander, mm -hmm. it was terrible. It was, <laughs> it was bad. We did everything wrong. We went, we moved on from that. We got everything we needed to get done and we didn't lose since then. So, yeah. We had like a very amazing winning streak. So how do you, uh, I guess, maintain the momentum like, did you feel like? Did you feel like you were going to cave in the pressure? Like, what well, was yeah, that like? Well, we, I can't remember exact date. It was January fifteenth or something. Or I knew the date when we were playing Queens because when we played the game in the regional championship. I knew they hadn't lost a long time, and I remember reading it, going, "Man, they haven't lost in fifteen games." And I'm like, "Well, we haven't lost in seventeen games." Oh, and then okay. I actually looked, and we lost on like, the fifteenth of January, and they lost on the twenty second of January. And then you, you know, when you're winning, you don't really pay attention to the number of wins you have in a row. And we were very fortunate. We won the last game of the year at Clayton State, who was not a very good team. And we came back to win the game. And, and uh, that's how tenuous the, the winning streak can be. So, yeah, when you're winning, you really don't say this is number seven, number eight. You, you don't really reflect on it until you get to the end. And yeah. I think we went – I think when we lost in the last championship game, it had been like 62 days since we lost. I mean, that's unheard of. So, uh, But when you get to those stages, you just keep playing. and You really, like Miguel said, you just go to the next game. Win or lose, you go to the next game. There are games we win, and I'm not happy. And uh, we'll, I'll come out to practice and challenge, hey, we weren't as good as we can be. So, yeah, it was very unique this year with the winning streak toward the end. So what are your go-to things to motivate the team? Uh, yelling, running. Uh, <laughs> I was literally about to say scream. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll challenge them a little bit. You know, this year toward the end, when you're winning, we were playing, you know, eight, nine guys, so we really couldn't kill them in practice or anything of the term. Uh, we're always going to play live, five-on-five five in practice. Toward the end, we didn't because we just didn't have enough guys with injuries. So, no, we just kind of keep our practices short and crisp, uh, try to – there's a word monotony. You don't want to, have to come out to practice do the same thing every day. Our guys kind of know the routine. We loose it up. We get going for about five or ten minutes, and then we're going into it live right away. And we don't waste a lot of time in the gym because guys like Miguel and Troy were going to come in and work on their own in the morning because we didn't practice till the evening and uh, get their work in. So it was our practices really aren't bad. Uh, even when they're winning, they're still going to be hard. I can tell you that. Yes. Harder than the games for sure. Okay. <laughs> and that's what he says. Okay. So, um, Coach Dip, what were some of your biggest takeaways or lessons learned from this season? Uh, well, that's a great question, actually. Uh, every year is different, okay? And so, like when Miguel talked about, he was working out so much. You know, I kind of told him, you got to be careful because the year is going to be a long year. And, you know, in a weird case with Miguel, when he's playing well, he works out more, okay? Mm -hmm. So when he's making shots, he kind of – stays in there too long and so you learn that that 
every player is different. Uh, Tyree, who's been here four years as well, you know, Tyree's got some knee issues, so he comes in, he's in the gym for 25 minutes with his extra work, and then he's going to go practice. So what I've learned is every player is different. Uh, you know, we, we played together as a team. We liked each other. And we had guys get better during the year. Uh, you know, Tyson improved his free throws tremendously. Jacquez went from a guy that would take himself out of the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, too much, you know, <laughs> as Miguel was saying. And then to the end where he wanted to be in the game all the time. And he was just, it was just with him, it was just a lack of confidence to be able to play. And uh, the new guys had a hard time with, you know, Miguel, Tyree, these guys have been around. Troy, they're not worried about a play or two or three bad plays because they know they're going to get an opportunity. So, uh, you know, I just learned that each player is different and uh, you have to, every win matters, okay? That's one thing these guys learned from last year is we were able to host a regional tournament because we won games in February or January, even some in December, which causes us to host a regional tournament. I really feel, uh, you know, in spite of COVID and everything that we've had to deal with recently to kind of keep our Jack Nation to come out and support the support the team. Like they've really been activated, especially by going to the finals. What were y'all takes on the fan support this season? What man? Is <laughs> last season, man, it was it was bad. <laughs> Nobody was there. Um, only the yeah, we were allowed to have team. fans. We yeah. weren't allowed to have fans, so it was terrible. But this year, um, everybody just came out. I'm talking about everybody, uh, students. Since I've been here, I don't think I. People have that many people have ever come to the game, and as we kept going during the season, more people kept coming. And I think it was it was it was amazing. I just hope it keeps going and it keeps building up. So yeah, I mean, I mean, Mikel and I, last year with COVID, we were restricted. We had no fans, which was hard. Yeah, very very hard, and especially having players out with COVID issues. So it was like this year was like a snowball. It kept building, 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 building. And then when we got to the conference championship, I'm going, okay, we're okay. Then we came out for the regional tournament, and uh, I looked around and said, well, we got a good crowd. And then it kept building, building, building. And, you know, when Miguel made an unbelievable shot, it's one of those shots that people weren't there. They're, they're claiming to be there, okay? Ooh. Well, I was there when Miguel made that shot. I'm like, no, you weren't. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. people told Miguel, oh, I really? was there when you did Oh, yeah, there are people lying to me. Yeah, I mean, I just met somebody at the gym that told me that. And, I mean, I believe he was there, but... You never know, you know. But I, I trust anybody. So I'll, I'll tell you know. a weird story. He, he'll remember this. At the end of the game, it was very excitement. There were a, a, a lady and a boy with a Puerto Rican flag. Mm -hmm. So they took pictures with Miguel. So somebody was sending me pictures like, hey, I didn't know Miguel's family was at the game. He had no idea who those two people were. Do you <laughs> even know who they are today? No clue. Yes, no, and they came know. up. We we're taking pictures with him. I'm like, I knew it wasn't his family because they had been his freshman year, and I'm like, who are these? Because I saw <laughs> when we did interaction. I'm like, who's the person with the Puerto Rican flag over there? You uh, did, uh, did you notice it during the game? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I had no idea who they were, but I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, and you have any idea who their name is? No clue. <laughs> they so, were taking pictures with him. It was really weird. Yes. So did, or. Did they say that they were your family, or did people just assume that? People oh, assumed it, right? People oh. were assuming that was my mom. Yes. Oh, wow. So I was like, no, my mom is all the way in Puerto Rico <laughs> right now. And did people ask you about it? Yeah, everybody was like, oh, I saw your mom. I met your mom. And I was like, that's not my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know? No idea who she was? No, I have no clue. Oh, I still don't know who she is. Wow. Any other uh, interesting fan encounters? Uh, not really. It was my barber who went to the game. I appreciate it. Shout out to my barber, man. He <laughs> 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 me right. <laughs> Now, you have people come out, and, I, you know, I saw it from the last time we had a run 
before consolidation. Some people came to games that hadn't come to games in a long time. And, and uh, you know, it was very difficult because we played in the national tournament on a Tuesday, and we're in the middle of the country. You know, yeah. nobody really had family. You claimed a family member up there. Did, did they ever come? Uh, he lied to me, too. He lied, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you're, you're in the middle of the country, so it was really hard for people to get there. And uh, But, no, even then, the people, number of people watching the game here, it, it's – you know, I'm sure he hears people tell him to stop him when you're walking in. And I stopped and got a drink on the way down. The guy's like, man, it was a great game. I watched it on TV. I had no idea who the guy was. Uh, <laughs> so, no, it was, it was like I said, hopefully we'll build on the momentum for next year. We got all these guys back with the exception of Troy and Jack. And, and uh, look forward to having an exciting year as we move forward. All right. So last question, and just to kind of build off of what you just said, one word to get us excited for next season, this fall. Yeah, this one could do. Uh, one, one word. word. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, you know, uh, momentum. Okay, so we built momentum this okay. year, and uh, you know, I realize it's hard sometimes in November, December, before Christmas and Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, we, we did something we haven't done in two years. Our education game, which we have all these fifth graders come, we haven't been able to do it for two years now. We, we've got that back on the books, you know. So we've got some things back in place to get ourselves moving forward. And the fact that we have so many guys coming back, we've got a few personalities: Miguel, Tyshawn, guys that are really outgoing. Darren, I guess he's got his own YouTube following, doing, uh, Instagram. What is he doing? D Money TV. D Money TV. I don't know what that is. I don't know how to do. Y'all all check stuff. it out. Gotta go check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're giving Darren a shout out there. <laughs> So, my man. <laughs> but no, I would say momentum. Yep. What do you got, uh, Miguel? Uh, I would say win. Uh, we're gonna keep winning and bringing the best we could do uh, every single game. So that's the word I could bring. <laughs> All right. Thanks, y'all, so much. Um, and for everyone listening, I hope you get ready for another historic basketball season coming this fall. Thanks for listening to In the Wild. If you like what you heard, then give a nice rating and review to this podcast on whatever you use to listen to your podcast. To keep our conversations going, follow In the Wild on Instagram at InTheWildPod and Augusta University on all social media platforms. Don't forget to follow me, your host, Rayshon Ricks, at Rayshon Ricks to send me questions you want to see answered on the show. Tune in for new episodes every week because we don't want you to miss a single thing that's happening on campus. You can also find out more news at jaguar.augusta.edu. Until then, I'll see y'all next time. Stay wild.